everyone. Welcome to the Pornhub podcast. Today, I'm joined by someone I've wanted to meet for a very long time. I have so many questions for this person. Uh, we actually did a pre-interview phone call the other day, and he's truly one of the most interesting people I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with. You may know him from his Reddit AMA, which is actually the eighth most read Reddit AMA in history. He's written two books, and this is his first interview in over a year. He is the man of my dreams, <laughs> the man with two dicks. Welcome, Clark, a.k.a. <laughs> Double Dick Dude. <laughs> Hi there, Asa. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm actually excited to talk to you as well. <laughs> So, um, obviously I have like a hundred billion questions for you, um, cool. but I hopefully, did mention- Hopefully mm -hmm. I've got a hundred billion answers. <laughs> <laughs> I, so this is actually your first interview in over a year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been over a year, I, at least a year. Um, Why? <laughs> I just, you know, uh, it, 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 there comes a moment where you go, what else can I say? You know, <laughs> what else can I say about anything you know it you know it's it's one thing if you're a, I think if you're a teacher or a professor or a public speaker and people want to come and hear your thoughts or advice on life or how to do things or how to cope with stuff or or studying a certain type of uh, subject I mean it's one thing to be a teacher or a public motivational speaker it's another person to, I mean another thing to be a person who's just talking about your dicks but one thing that's one thing I actually really noticed after like we talked on the phone the other day is like how much like for me, everything about you is so incredibly interesting. And I think the rest of the world feels that way too. But one thing I think that like none of us realize is like, this is just your normal life. Right, right, right. It's, I mean, I take away the whole aspect of anyone knowing. And just, right. it's just, you know, I wake up in the morning, I get out of bed. If I've got morning wood, I joked, I have a morning forest. And then, you know, <laughs> I go to the bathroom and go about my day and it's just like yeah two dicks they're there you okay. know it's, I, I don't in, think about it in that one statement I already have like 900 questions <laughs> no <laughs> joke. like just hearing about your first five minutes in the morning I have like a billion questions um, <laughs> go, that's cool so yeah first I want to ask is the is the proper way to say two penises penises or is it you like know, peni I or? see yeah I, I don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm not an expert on how to how to how to you know, I know what I know how to say diphalia. I don't know if it's it's penises, if it's peni, if it's I don't know. I don't know. I just I, I really just look at them. They're just my dicks. He's like you know. <laughs> so why don't we start with that? So what what it's officially called is diphalia. Correct. So what exactly is that? Like it's I, I know that like you you've said over and over it's not like a twin situation where you absorbed <laughs> your twin and like that's no. the only remaining part. It's <laughs> so what exactly is diphalia? It's a uh, you know it's the uh, duplicate a duplicate penis. It's it's plural penises. You know um, if you look it up and on and is that actual... something that happens in the womb? Yes, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's during development, uh, it's one of those things where they state that it happens within so many weeks in the st first stages of development, and mm -hmm. it can be brought on by stress or trauma or unknown reasons. Uh, they still don't quite know exactly what causes it. I'll, I'll warn anyone who decides to go searching Google, 
uh, I would avoid doing it simply because <laughs> the, there are accompanying photographs that are not of me that are of uh, medical conditions that are diphthalic conditions, but they're not my kind or my type or whatever, mm -hmm. because it, what I have is so rare because I don't have, uh, my pelvis isn't like open between my legs with like my intestines or colon coming out and with like, you know, my stomach de deformed and misshapen. And there are so many different things that can come along with diphthalia that um, spina bifida is just one of them. I mean, it can really How be, many people in the world have it? They say it's like, what, 5.5 million? One in 5.5, one in 5.5 have, have uh, that, some form. more than I would have thought. Yeah. Um, have you ever met another person with it? No, no. I mean, I've, I've been messaged on the internet uh, from people who claim that they're mm -hmm. diphthalic. And I'm mm -hmm. like, cool, awesome. And then I start talking to them. It's been two, two, two guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, after the first... Oh, maybe 10, 15 messages. Uh, they just kind of stop messaging or responding. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. That happens in porn a lot too. Is like someone will like latch on to something that they'll know you'll respond to. And then uh -huh. once you start talking to them, like you're like, oh, okay. This person was just like making something up so that they could talk to me. <laughs> And ah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah no, it was. Well, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just like projecting my scenario onto yours. No, you know, that makes sense. Like, that makes sense because yeah. it's generally seemed like I was like, dude, I get it. It's, it was almost like what they, it, and this was not the same time. This is like one one time and then a month later, another, it could have been the same person. I don't know. I didn't even think about it. But anyway, um, it was that situation where they were, what they were saying to me in the very beginning, the first few messages, I was like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, awesome. It was like, holy crap, you know, when you you, you walk in, you walk into a bar and you find out that the there's another uh, a green alien from your planet that you didn't even know was on this earth, you know, you're like, what? <laughs> right. And then you're How like, exciting. oh, it's not yeah. real. Uh, that's a bummer. I'm so yeah. sorry that you have to go through that. Like, that's such a bummer. But um, so I've seen pictures of your penis <laughs> um, because I've been obsessed with you for a while now. But like just I, I want to like put the picture out there for the rest of the people. Sure. Of course, you can Google it yourself. But your dicks, are they side by side or one on top of another? Like how what does it look like? Side by side. Um, side by side. Are they yeah. the same size? Well, yeah, I mean, now they are. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um. When I was born and as I grew up, they didn't look the way they do now. They were side by side. Um, obviously, they didn't look this way when I was born. That would have been horrifying. But, um, you know, a, a <laughs> newborn baby like, coming out with like four, four legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. So, um, no. So the what happened was is as I was Going into my teens, um, I started noticing that my left penis, my left dick, whatever you want to call it, it, um, I was having a hard time going to the bathroom through it. And so uh, I had to go in and have it looked at. And apparently what the way – see, the way mine are developed is that I have a probably – maybe it's like an inch or an inch or two of shaft and the deepest part going into the prostate, just, just one, one shaft. But then mm -hmm. it, f it forks and turns into two shafts. 
that then go up, you know, through the through the, between the legs, outside the pelvic cavity, then up against the pelvis, and then out of the body. And that's how every guy is built, except for they have one. Mm-hmm. So when I was little, the way the suspensory ligament that was holding everything, it was making the left one kind of kind of bend slightly. If you if you look at the first photos that I posted to Reddit when I did my AMA, it looked like my penises were joined at the base and forked out in a V shape um, mm-hmm. right out of my body. But that actually wasn't the case. The left one was being held awkwardly to my pelvis by the suspensory ligament up against the right one. So it looked like that. But the problem was is the my urethra was pinching mm-hmm. and it was making it difficult to go to the bathroom. And they put a little tiny... I, you know, I still to this day don't know the exact terminology for it. So I'm sure someone out there does. A like urologist. a catheter? Or... Well, it's, it's kind of like a catheter. It's an implant. They put a little tiny, it's like a, st- I guess a stent. And mm-hmm. so it's like a little tiny thing that they put down into my left urethra to keep it from pinching. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that they said, listen, this, it shouldn't slip. It should stay. Um, you shouldn't have any problem with it. Um, but over the over my teens and as I went through puberty, um, my penises grew larger as you know most guys when they go through puberty. Right, normal. And, and, and yeah, it, the one normal thing. Yeah, right. Did they and grow so, at the same rate? Well, see, here's the thing. I can't. I okay. I wasn't sure because what mm-hmm. what the problem turned out being was that the 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 shafts between the suspensory ligament at my pelvis and then deep in the back near my prostate they grew and, and there was like a bit of slack it seemed because it was causing that pinch to happen again mm-hmm. and in my in my reddit ama people asked me you know which is your favorite and i said well my right one's my favorite because it was the one that always got the hardest the fastest um it was the one that i could pee through easier and it was mm-hmm. the one that I uh, ejaculated through with most force. You know, the I, I when I when I go to the bathroom, it comes out of both. So with the left one, it would dribble out. It would, I'd get a stream going, and when I would orgasm, the left one, unless I was really worked up, really worked up, um, it would just kind of drool out of the left one and squirt out of the right one. So whoa, when whoa, I got... whoa, hold on, hold on. That is like such a loaded, loaded answer that I I can't just. I can't just fly past that. Okay, hold on. Right. <laughs> we'll come back to this for a second. But I just, like, before we even move forward from that, so you pee out of both? Yes, yes. I have no control over which one it comes out of. Does peeing out of both mean, like, two streams at the same time? Or sometimes yeah. it comes out of the right one and sometimes the left? No, it's, it's always out of – well, okay. Before the surgery, back when I was having that pinch in my left okay. urethra, if, if I didn't – Let's put it this way. Sometimes you really got to go and sometimes you just kind of got to go. So when I just kind of had to go, it might not have come out of the left one. And if it did, it might have been just a little bit. But if I really had to go, it would come out of both because of that pinch. Well, after I got that pinch corrected in 2014, it comes out of both. It's one muscle. It's the, you know, the muscle that you use to go to the bathroom. It's one. So do you like, do you pee? Okay. Like if you were to fill a cup or I guess for you it would be a bowl, up with pee, <laughs> like, would it be the same amount of pee as just if you had one penis? Sure, or, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like one bladder's full just split through two tubes. Yeah, it's, well, it's one tube that comes out of the bladder that forks into two. So, yeah. Okay. 
And you mentioned that the right, first of all, do you call them the right one and the left one or like, I've, you know, I've joked, I've joked, you know, that I've had so many people say, oh, you should call them Jose and Jose B. You should call them Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've never really thought of naming them. I never, I mean, I really, I mean, do you, what have you named your hands? What have you named your feet? See, this is what's so interesting about you. Like everything to me is so like crazy, but to you, you're like, yeah. What if you named your hands? Like, no. I, who would do that? That's not exactly. A thing. Ask guys if but they like, named their testicles. Right, but like not even name them, but like art. Like when you do talk about them, I guess you just call it the right one and the left one. Right. Exactly. And that's correct. obviously your right, your left. Yes. 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 Yeah. Not I mean, not your obviously. right or left. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Of course. Duh. But okay, so and then you mentioned the right one comes full force. Well, it, it did before my surgery. It was the one that was like, <laughs> whenever I came, it was just like you know, knocking holes in the windows. Right. And then you know, the left one was kind of like, <laughs> it never really. Right. Did. It was. It was like, oh, poor thing. Come on, wake up. <laughs> um, so it would. Just but then after spill my surgery, the left one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, a, you know, the, it's like the dude at the bar who's had too many drinks and he's like standing to the side, kind of pouring it out of his glass without realizing it. <laughs> so that's that's the left one. That was the left one. Yeah. yeah. But now the after one. the surgery, they both come full force. Yeah. Yeah. They're both like at it. And does it feel <laughs> any different? Like, oh, I mean, I suppose you have nothing to compare it to. But like, <laughs> do you, are your orgasms doubly hard or? I, you know, uh what Does I can it feel tell you different before and after the surgery? Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that I can answer. Um, before the surgery, uh, I mean, I'll preface it with: while there are two on the exterior and two going into the body, and then they become one very far in the back in the depths. Um, mm -hmm. I do have separate nerve endings, so I can. If you <gasps> were to tickle the right one. And my, I was blindfolded. I would know you were tickling the right one if you were to, you know, pet the left one and stroke the right one. I could, I know. It's like if someone were to pinch your right hand and to rub your left hand, I would know which one you were doing it to. So wow. Yeah. So um, so you when <laughs> when you're getting like a double blowjob, it must feel totally different than a single blowjob. Well, yeah. If, if I'm only if if you're only focused on one, then you know whichever one you're not focused on is kind of like you know, over there in the corner pouting. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, this surgery is actually like quite, I, I know that you did it for medical reasons, but it's like a really common cosmetic surgery within the yeah. industry. Yeah. Suspensory um, like, ligament. Yeah. Like you basically just snip the suspenders on the inside and it gives you like an extra inch or two. So that's why a lot of the guys in porn, I shouldn't say a lot, but it's, it's not uncommon in porn that guys do that. No, but can I ask like how big they are? Is that rude? Yeah, I mean, it, it. No, are you kidding me? There's really no questions that I consider rude. I've I've heard them okay. all. Okay, just so you um, know, every every question I ask comes from like a place of interest and love, like not. <laughs> hey, that's all, coming from you. That's a huge. That's a huge compliment. I appreciate that. Um. So how um, big are they? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, I'm sure if you ask any guy out there who's willing to be honest, he'll tell you that. His dick, it, it can vary in length depending on how turned on he is. Oh, you know, of course, yeah. You know, if he's just semi chubbed up, he'll be like, oh, maybe, 
maybe seven, eight. And if he's like a rager, he'd be like full on 10, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but like nobody, nobody gives their semi hard measurement. Like, I think the only measurement you really give is the rock hard, hardest one. No? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well and then I maybe don't plus scare half people. an inch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to scare me. <laughs> well, when I, when I am fully engaged, when I've got both engines at full throttle, it's right. I would say they, they, they float between 10 and 10 and a half inches. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't you do porn? Because <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I just haven't felt the urge to do it. I really, I mean, there are people out there like bullshit. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I really haven't had the urge to do it. I've, I, I like watching it. I have some people and some things that I prefer over other things to look at. Um, I've seen you. Know, you. Um, <laughs> thank you. I, I've, I've think... watched a lot, but it's just not, it's just not me. It's like asking someone, um, you like ice cream. Do you want to go and make ice cream for a living? Right. Or you like playing basketball. Why don't you be a basketball player? Right. I, I suppose, you know, it's, that's like, I'm learning so much already from you. Like, <laughs> I think, I think because I'm in porn and because I'm a person that wants to do porn, I forget that that's like, like, I look at everything like, oh my God, if I were, you know, say a little person, of course I would do porn and I would make the most money ever. Like, I, <laughs> I think I just assume that everything is like something that you can use for porn. Right. But well, actually, you, yeah, just, you really course, can. Just you about know. everything out there is, is you can you can do it in porn. Yeah, just uh, be careful. You. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I mean, I guess yeah. That's actually it's more normal than not to not want to do porn. I guess so. I, mean, I never really thought about it. It's just for me. It's um, I've I've had a lot of people try to like get me to explain the reasoning behind it, and then they try to tell me their reasoning why I could or why I should or you know, and I'm just like, no, that's you. That's not me. It's actually really quite sexist because like because you're a man with two dicks, I think people are automatically like, oh, why don't you want to do porn, including myself? Right. But like if it were a woman with two vaginas, like the last thing you would ask her is why oh. don't you do porn? Because the assumption yeah. is already there that she wouldn't want to do it. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, very, you're, you're, it's a lot you're... of layers of sexism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's sexuality and um, and uh, gender and uh, uh, feminism and all the different things that that have been, you know, underneath the surface of mm -hmm. uh, culture mm -hmm. across the it's planet. It's so ingrained in us, too. In yeah, but it's been so turned on its head. In the past mm -hmm. just two years, it's been turned on its head and there are people struggling to keep um, the, the bad aspects of what people are fighting against. They're struggling to keep mm -hmm. that prevalent. But then there's people who are struggling to uh, teach the younger people who are pushing for this change. They're trying to remind them, hey, listen, this isn't exactly what you think it is. You're twisting what we it's, are. That's not us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Feminism has so many like different branches now it, it's yeah. crazy I mean of course I consider myself a feminist of course I believe in like you know equal rights of course but absolutely like, absolutely it, it's become so much more than that now that it's it's just like this whole crazy thing I, I almost feel like every time I say I'm a feminist now like I have to defend it by like 
stating, you know, what I define as feminism right. and like, oh, oh right. it's this whole fucking thing. So back to your dick. <laughs> That's more, it's more fun <laughs> to talk about dicks. my dicks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you were saying like before the surgery, they were not the same size. Yeah. Bef- well, I mean, externally. Okay. What, what was what was visible did not look visibly the same size. Um, so how big were they before the surgery? Um, at full uh, attention, like six on the left and seven on the right. It, it just depending oh, wow. on the yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is because the slack inside my body, mm-hmm. and the and the positioning of it all, um, the suspensory Damn. ligament was holding them in position, and it wasn't working well. There's so much dick inside the body. There is so much dick. Here's the thing. Every guy who's listening to this right now, I'm not going to assume that you're hard because of me. You're probably hard because of Asa and you're listening to her. So that's why you've got an erection right now. So if you're listening right now. Well, we don't know. We don't know their lives. No, but, uh, you know, the guys come to listen to you and then they want to hear about the guy with two dicks. So I'm just going to just just for the guys who are a little bit um, delicate about, you know, someone perceiving their sexuality. Reach down, dudes, reach down and feel your shaft. If, if you're hard, you'll be able to feel it go down uh, below your pelvis where you're, you know, well, some guys are hairy all over. But where my pubes are, they go down. If you feel it, you can feel your shaft go down behind your nutsack in between your balls. Then you can actually feel it go all the way back between your legs. And then it disappears up into your body just before your asshole. It goes back up in there. So you've got easily five to six inches of penis between the suspensory ligament and the prostate. And depending on how your body is, how your prostate's positioned, where your suspensory ligaments are attached... You could gain an extra inch and a half, two inches. I mean, they, that's what they say when you hear about the surgery. So your Results dick size aren't is typical. actually not your dick size. Exactly. It, like every guy you, out there. You can officially start tacking on like three or four inches to whatever your current Yeah, size. that's why I always say, <laughs> what is what is your usable? What is your usable length? <laughs> right. Well, how big are you on the outside? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when... So, like, okay, for example, when your mom went to get an ultrasound, I mean, I guess when we were born, the ultrasounds were very different compared to what the ultrasounds are now. But, like, is that something that people can see in an ultrasound? Is yeah. Like if their baby yeah, yeah. has two dicks? Yeah. So, so your mom knew before you were even born. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, in fact, they were showing up on the ultrasound. At the, As they, two. Yeah, yeah, two little. And what did she think? Did she think she was going to have twins or like? Or she no, just... no. She well, here's the thing. My my mom had my mom had two miscarriages before me, mm-hmm. and um, they were really difficult. And it really mm-hmm. it was one of those things where the doctor had pretty much before she got pregnant with me, um, doctor. And I learned all this uh, just a few years ago. Um, I learned mm-hmm. a lot when my father died. I talked to my mom about a lot of stuff, and uh, she had told me that. She was nervous about having another baby when the doctor said to her, listen, you've had two miscarriages, late trimester miscarriages. Um, You need to be really careful, mindful of the aspect that you might want to uh, have your have your stuff taken care of so you can't you don't risk getting pregnant again because it Mm -hmm. it could kill you. And um, she found out she was pregnant. She realized that, you know, I guess it had, had taken again. And so my mom and dad went in to get looked at. And she had already, I don't know how long it had been. I don't know how many weeks it had been. But she was she had noticed, I guess, that she was late or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she said that when they did an ultrasound, they noticed that there was something off. 
And the doctor was like, well, I'm not really sure. Let's, I mean, there's a heartbeat. Everything seems fine, but there's just a little, eh, I'm, I'm not really quite sure what we're seeing here because it's, you know, the, the, the embryo is still so small. The fetus is so tiny. And so, um, he said, you know, why don't you come back in, come in for another checkup, but let's give mm -hmm. it a little bit more time. I don't see anything wrong right now. And so when she came back in, that's when they were able to figure out that that little thing happened to be two little things. And that's what oh he was gosh. confused about. And so they, the doctor had said, well, it looks like he, uh, I did Has some research. He's got diphalia. <laughs> of course, my parents were like, what? And the doctor was like, yeah, yeah, I'm diphalic. Um, but, you know, we're not so seeing. So the doctor at that point, like that doctor knew what that was. Well, uh, from apparently he had to do some research before mm -hmm. he could, you know. Yeah, because I would imagine like even a doctor probably, I would imagine there's doctors that go their whole lives without seeing this. Oh, yeah. I mean, considering how few uh, right. actually have it. Um no, so they pretty much told my parents that um, as 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 my as I was grow getting growing inside her, they told her, mm -hmm. "Listen, we're keeping an eye. Um, if you want, if you if you want to continue forward, we'll continue forward. We don't see any other complications. We don't see any signs of any other abnormalities." Mm -hmm. And my mom and my dad uh, had a conversation, and my dad said, essentially, "If you want to abort, I'll support mm -hmm. you." If you don't, if you want to go through and try to, you know, finally have us finally have a, a child, I'll support you. It's it's up to you. And uh, so my mom decided to stick with it and not give up. And uh, they had me. <laughs> and now you're here. And fast forward, <laughs> yeah. and now you're here. <laughs> right on the Pornhub right. podcast. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, I have like a million other I, okay, I mean I, I feel like it's weird to segue from being a baby to like coming <laughs> but I have a lot of come specific well you questions. know coming is how is coming is generally what what it's helps how we're here a baby <laughs> you're right if anything I'm going backwards there you go <laughs> so okay um I guess I'll just start asking you a bunch of stuff like for example when you is it possible, like, if, if you, let's say you're jerking off the right one, uh -huh. is it the right one that's going to come, or does it become sometimes come out of the left one? Well, it'll come out of both. It, okay. It, it'll come out of both because, again, it's one. So you can just jerk one and both come? Yeah, yeah, I mean, because it's one pipe. It's like if you had a garden hose that had a splitter on it, and you turn it on at the faucet, it's going to come out of both unless you plug one up. So if you play with, or, like, if someone is, like, someone's like let's say someone's sucking on the right one the left one will also get hard and come yeah yeah yep can you hear me wow <laughs> yeah 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 that's crazy oh my god i didn't i totally did not imagine that i imagine them to be like separate entities yeah a lot, like, a lot of people of each other yeah, a lot of people think that a lot of people think that but it's it's just like peeing this is this is why people and some people have asked me when you when you go to the bathroom uh, you know do you use the urinal and i'm like absolutely not if i can't avoid it in a public bathroom because right. i can't choose to pee out of just one so that means if i don't take them both out i'm gonna be pissing in my pants as well as in the urinal so I've got to take them both oh my out God. unless I'm just going right. to, you know, jam my finger down and pinch one of them off or something. And I'm, you know, that's not, that's not something you really want to 
well, I mean, I don't mind doing it, but I'm not going to do it in a bathroom. In a- so when it comes to like peeing and coming, it's kind of like the the mechanics of it are like having one. Right. Exactly. Does it feel better when they're both being pleasured? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I can tell you that. Would you say it's double? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or is it just like 30 percent better? No, it's it's no, it's it, it, it's. I mean, it's like if you have an itch on both arms and you scratch just the right one and your left one's itching and you scratch it too, it feels, oh, even better. No, I mean, it does feel great when they're both being stimulated. I mean, that's, it's, uh, as I said a minute ago, if you were only stimulating right. one, the other one's yeah. sitting in the corner unhappy looking at you like, what, what do you got against me? Right. <laughs> and so like, so same as when you pee like when you come it's one load split into two ways or is it two full loads well here's the thing about that this is this is another thing uh this blows a lot of people away um Mm -hmm. and i guess it would have blown me away if i had found out all at one time about it but it's been over a number of years that i've come to understand my body a little bit better i have a really big prostate most guys prostates are like the size of a walnut fun Hold on. You have two dicks and a larger prostate than normal people. Yeah. yeah. Are you the, like the luckiest person in the world? <laughs> well, the doctor said that he believed, I, you know, when I had my surgery, I got a checkup on everything. And the doctor said, they said that they believed that the reason I have such a large, large prostate is because of my diphthalic condition. Um, oh, so one feeds the other. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, I mean, that's what they said. They said that it's not, if, if I had one penis, they said they would have thought I had an enlarged prostate, but the fact that I have two, they said that it just, it, it balances. So, um, it's like a, it's like a lemon, but it's when, and, and you probably know this, I'm sure you do. A lot of guys in who watch porn don't even get this. They think that all the sperm, that's ejaculated out, you know, all the ejaculate comes from the balls and it's no, the sperm's what comes from the balls, the ejaculate, the volume of the ejaculate comes from the prostate. So it, my prostate. Right. The sperm just, I mean, the, the balls carry the sperm and like the stuff to carry the sperm is in the prostate. Right. right? Yeah. That's where all the juice is. That's where all the juice is. That's why, that's why guys who drink tons and tons of water, usually have larger loads than guys who don't drink a whole lot of water because it's mostly water Mm -hmm. that the fluid is made out of. So it has nothing to do with the actual sperm. It has nothing to do with the testicles. You could have you, a dude could have like, you know, grapes for testicles. It has no impact on how much volume of ejaculate he's going to have. It just would mean that his sperm counts. Let's put it this way. Just imagine you, you've got a a 10 gallon drum full of liquid and you're told you've got to get it all dumped out through these two tubes within 30 to 40 seconds. It's not going to happen. So if I'm jerking my right cock and then I come, I also have no refractory period. I can go to my left cock and keep jerking until I come again. (gasps) So you can have like multiple orgasms. I've, and then go back to my right one and keep going and then go back to my left one and keep going. How many times can you do it? Uh, it you know, I actually had counted one time and that was been a couple of years ago. I have gone for like two and a half, three hours off and on throughout that time period. Not with like no, no stopping in between. So it's, uh, I, I have. Pro- That's like tantric sex, but <laughs> even more. And messier because there's a lot more. <laughs> it was it was like uh yeah i drenched 
drenched the sheets. I had to put it, get a, yeah, it was, it was messy. So, but yeah, so I, I can, I have to swap back and forth. And if I don't, if I don't orgasm enough or have enough ejacul ejaculate enough times within so many days, my prostate gets swelled up. And when my prostate is that what blue balls is or no? Um, no, no, I, no, that's nothing. I mean, I, blue balls is just because you know your your libido has got you all worked up and your and your nuts are wanting to release. But um, is that real? Are blue balls yes, real? Yes, yes, yes. In my eye, I've had them before. Yes, <laughs> I mean they didn't okay. they didn't turn blue, but they were very sensitive to the touch because I was I had been so aroused and from not coming exactly. But see, if I don't come, my prostate gets engorged with the fluid. It's called prostatic fluid, which is what is what carries the sperm when you ejaculate. Mm -hmm. It swells up and it causes my urethra to get pinched off and I can't pee. And mm -hmm. when you can't pee, your bladder continues to fill and continues to mm -hmm. fill and continue. And your bladder can actually explode. It can rupture inside your body if you can't release it. So I mm -hmm. um, that started happening to me back in my childhood, like in like. My so basically teens. you have to be coming like all the time. I have to come at least. A, a couple, I would say at least once a day, sometimes more than once a day. And and if I don't, all of a sudden I'll notice um, I'm having a hard time peeing, even though I really got to really pee. But either nothing's coming out or barely any's coming out. And that's when I go, ah, it's prostate day. Got to massage, milk the prostate. Otherwise, <gasps> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so not only do you have two penises, not only do you have an ultra-sensitive prostate, but you like things in your butt. Oh, boy, do I. <laughs> oh, my God. You are the perfect man. <laughs> <laughs> you really, really are. <laughs> so when you when you do masturbate, like, do you do you still favor the right one? Or, like, do you jerk it with both hands? Well, or, like, what? I am right-handed. So I do, you know, grab the right one probably more frequently. But, um, mm -hmm. no, I usually... I, I, do you ever jerk both at once? Oh, yeah, all the time. Like just to do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just for something different? Well, it's not different. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, right. I, it's, yeah, right, I right, do right. it. I do it. I mean, and it's, I, I've joked, I've joked with people before in, in, in interviews in the past where I was like, yeah, you know, it's like going skiing only I'm, I'm doing, uh, what's that when you, <laughs> when you cross your arms? <laughs> only it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, so when, when someone goes down on you, like, do you, you tell them to go to the right one or do oh, they, just, is it like, is it like blower's choice? Yeah, it, no, it really is. It really is. It doesn't, you just kind of let them do what they, yeah. I, I just like watching them try to figure out what they want to do. Right. Because they get down so there and they're like, um, um, I, uh, well, um, huh. <laughs> it's great. I love, I, I want to know about that. Like, what is the, like, so, I mean, I get asked this a lot about porn. Like, at what point do I tell people I'm doing porn? Right. And, like, I feel like I'm asking you so many questions that I get asked, but... <laughs> at what point do you tell them I have two applied totally? Right. Like, when you meet someone out and about, like, do you... Is that something you share before you take them home? Or do you kind of just, like, take down your pants and let them see it? Or, like, how does that work? <laughs> well, years back, you know... When I was just out of high school, um, I I actually uh, kind of enjoyed having the opportunity to surprise, ta-da! <laughs> to surprise, <them. laughs> yeah. And 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 sometimes it was funny. I mean, funny from the aspect of they were like, Whoa! and then there right. was other times where they 
thought it was fake and were like grabbed a hold, mm-hmm. tried to grab a hold of one of them. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. You know, just because it's real doesn't right. mean you need to yank on one of them. That's not cool. It's almost like pulling on Santa's beard. Yeah, yeah. Santa, yeah, <laughs> only this Santa has two beards. So, um, right. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're, it's not attached with elastic straps. So, um, the yeah, no, it was kind of fun. But then over time, I realized that, you know, that's not I mean, it's it can be funny, but at the same time, if you really like someone or if you think you're really attracted to someone, you think you might really like them and you're mm-hmm. going to that that place, whether it's right, a, you know, at a hotel or wherever you're you're, you know, and you know, also it has to do with maturity level. You get older, you're like, yeah, it's it's yeah, sure. It's funny. It's like a, a sophomoric humor to, you know, whip both your dicks out and watch the person's eyes jump out of their head. But mm-hmm. but when it comes to being a, an adult, when it comes to a girl that I'm like, maybe I'm just started dating a girl or a guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if I'm in that situation where I'm like, you know what? They're really cool. I really, really like them. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm just going to. I'm just going to avoid, you know, the sexual angle. We'll just maybe I'll just hold hands. I'll give them a hug and a kiss. But, I, you know, I'm not going to be all like, hey, well, you know, let's go back to my place. Let's go back to your place. I'll wait. And then mm-hmm. if I see them approaching that direction, I'm going to, be, I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll look at the situation. Usually by the time I'm telling the I person. I guess it's a read the room situation. Exactly. Yeah. By the time I'm telling them, I already I will know already in my head whether or not it's just going to be sex or if there might be something potentially more than that. I almost have all already figured it out if I'm telling them. How how open about it are you like in your personal life? Like are there people in your life that don't know? Oh yeah. I would say out of everyone who knows me uh outside of the internet that sees me, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever. No, yeah, like your re- IRL friends. Right. Um maybe four or five, no. Maybe tops. Maybe maybe even just four. Uh, they know that you have two or it. they know that you're double dicted. No, they just know that I have or both. They know that I have two and that I am double dicted. But no one else in your No. No one life. else. No, no other aside from my mother and uh one of my aunts, well two of my aunts actually. And then um That's so crazy to me. I think if I had two dicks, like it would be the only thing I would could possibly <laughs> talk about. Yeah. I mean, like it's Then then you did. I I I'd, people would be like, oh, how was your day? And I'd be like, oh, you know, just having two dicks. Like, I don't think I'd be able to, like, not mention it. Like, That's great. That's... I like that. You know, just having two dicks. Just having two dicks. And see, but see, see. If... Why Why don't they know? <laughs> I have to say, just having two dicks. They're like, oh, for lunch or breakfast. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, because um, think about it this way. Um, we already objectify people based on mm-hmm. their physical appearance without even meaning to. Right. I mean, think about think about the guys who don't even notice a woman's face because he's too busy staring at her tits. Right. Um, think about the men who are, you know, they they no one even really thinks that they have a brain just because they are hunky and gorgeous and look really good. They're you know they they we object mm-hmm. we objectify people without even thinking about it. So if I were to go it's true. and throw my cocks out there in public and own, quote unquote own them, um, mm-hmm. it would change everything about my life. Uh, I would I wouldn't just be me. You know I would be that's so true. You could you'd be 
completely like giving up an, any kind of normal life. Right, right. I mean, I'd be the guy in the grocery store. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't just be, oh, that's the guy who lives down the street. I, you know, we see him every other week. No, that'd be the dude with two dicks right there. He's got two dicks. Did you know he's got two dicks? He's got two dicks. Look at his pants. He's got that's two dicks. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Like, it, it's... It, again, it's so hard for me to, like, come at that from that angle because, obviously, I'm someone who loves attention. I like <laughs> being on display. I'm an exhibitionist. Right. I like to do porn, right, you know? Right. But of course, not everyone wants to be known for having two dicks. Like as special <laughs> and wonderful as that is, like I could see how maybe someone wouldn't want that to be like the first thing people think about them. Well, I'll tell you, if I'd ever thought about it, about the concept of what my uh, life would be like mm -hmm. being out like that, <clears throat> mm -hmm. it was all proven to me. And shown to me in advance by the public reaction on the internet. Because mm -hmm. with the revelation of having two penises comes the questions of, well, then do you have, you know, STDs? Do you have this? Do you have Which that? Which is fucking crazy. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's... That's so insane. But I, that just goes to show, like, how sheltered people are about... Oh, yeah nudity sexuality like in general like we are so uneducated that yeah like, like to for for someone to think oh that person has two dicks they must have stds is fucking <laughs> insane but i saw it but i believe it <laughs> i saw it you know it's yeah like, i believe that we're that dumb it's like seriously <laughs> seriously that's like me saying you have two feet you must have twice as much athlete's foot just because you have two <laughs> feet <laughs> right Oh my god, that's fucking insane. Yeah. So so back to like meeting someone and then dating them. Like what was like what was that like? I mean, it sounds like now you are really um it sounds like you're really confident in like who you are and like your two dicks and like <laughs> you found a way to like navigate the dating situation, oh, but like what was that like growing up? It sounds that way, but I, I don't know how to navigate <laughs> for shit. <laughs> well, what was it like growing up? Yeah. Like for example, like when can we talk about losing your virginity? Like what was I lost it I lost it in high school. It was mm -hmm. it was right near the end of my high school life. Um lost it with a girl that I had found attractive. And um, I didn't tell her, and then so it was a surprise situation. Yeah, but she didn't act surprised, which at the time I didn't think anything about because it wasn't. Do you think it's because she hadn't seen enough dicks to know that that was not normal, or I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I just know that after the fact, she told. Um, I I don't really know how she told anyone but i know she did because it got around people started you know kind of whispering and looking at each other and like mm -hmm. hey you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. so um i my, my my buddy didn't even know the guy that was my like my best friend in school didn't even know so he defended me i wasn't even around when he defended me and the guys immediately called him gay because how would you know if he only has one or two if you oh haven't my been God. yeah right so so then I was stuck Especially now. when we were growing up, too. It was, I mean, like, I think the world is still pretty homophobic and stuff. But when we were growing up, I think even more so. Oh, it was a lot worse. Like it it was, was a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, I, it's for me just, uh, I mean, it's, 
in my experience, I was never like beat up or physically harassed uh, just for the, the, the concept, the, I, the thought that maybe I was, but it definitely mm-hmm. made things difficult because everyone suddenly decided they were, they, they had an idea about something that they really had no clue about. And my buddy was mm-hmm. made fun of. Well, I ended up getting into some, some fights. I started hating school. So I, I basically was given the option to leave school, get my diploma, have it mailed to me, or I could show up for it. Well, no, I, I left school, finished out, didn't stop going into class, got my half days, ended up not going to school anymore. But I, I actually got, I got, I graduated, you know. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, uh, you know, I'm still friends with him to this day. And so mm-hmm. uh, he's one of the four. Yes, he is. <laughs> he absolutely is. So we, um, after school, I started, you know, going out and I, I never got on any of the. Um, well, of course, at that time period, there wasn't any hookup apps. You know, that was mm-hmm. this would have been. Oh, uh, let's see. I don't want to age myself, date myself too much on that time frame, but <laughs> uh, this was a, this would have been sometime around two thousand six, two thousand seven. If I think, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying. So right around like when the apps were kind were of just starting, just but they starting. were still like MySpace. Oh like, yeah, but they, there wasn't there like wasn't that. Tinder. There wasn't there right. wasn't um match.com and there wasn't um oh gosh is there an equivalent to grinder for straight people i don't think there is yeah tinder Tin- oh tinder <laughs> <laughs> tinder was the straight answer to grinder got it okay well there wasn't grinder yeah. there wasn't tinder there wasn't all these other right. there was i mean that really wasn't there it wasn't there so i never used hookup apps i didn't post pictures on the internet i didn't take pictures of my dicks and send them to people so mm-hmm. it was those situations where I would meet people at, like the way people used to. I would meet them out at concerts or at restaurants or bars or clubs or get-togethers or group stuff, you know? Right. It was just, you know, I would go somewhere with friends and hang out and I'd see someone I was attracted to. And I'd be like, hey, go and chat chat with them, talk to them. and Right. You know, and like in real life. Yeah. Get turned down, walk away, you know, feel, and... feel defeated, go back and try someone, try to talk to someone else. Right. And you're bisexual, correct? Correct. Yeah. So can we like talk about sure. that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm always like really interested in talking about like bisexuality and men right. because I think it's something like I think men are like really not afforded the luxury in this world today to be bisexual. Like I think if you suck a dick, you're gay. I agree. And if you don't, yeah. you're straight. Right. And there's nothing in between. And people think that like if a man says he's bisexual, it really just secretly means he's gay, yeah. but he's not ready to fully come out. He's confused. Or he's confused. He's confused. Yeah. So, like, why? Why is that? Because people are fucked up. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, here, I, I've, I, I have friends who are in their late thirties, early forties, mid forties, who have said to me, "You have no idea how easy it is for you right now." being bisexual and i was like Mm. okay and they were like Mm -hmm. when we were figuring out what we liked there was no real term for it and i was like what do you mean they're like well you know in the 80s Mm. you know there was no bisexual i mean they said it was just gay or straight it was just gay or straight and they said so you know we were told oh yeah you're just confused 
or the girls would be right. like, oh, you're gay. Why don't you just come out about it or whatever? And so. So we think it's that way now, but it was even more so back then. That's what I was told. I was told, listen, it is so much easier for you now than it was for us. And I was like, well, it's not really mm-hmm. that easy for me. And they said, mm-hmm. from, for you, you don't feel like it is. But for us, we mm-hmm. look at what you get to do now and what you're allowed to get away with now. And it never would have happened 10, 15 years prior, prior previously. Right. So so we're making progress. So like the next generation, maybe it'll be okay. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> Quote unquote, okay. I, you know, I've, I've, I've had people tell me that, I mean, I have had a lot of people act as if I claim to turn straight men gay. And I, <laughs> I, and I, you know, I, I think. What does that even mean? You can't turn anyone anything. You can't, of course, you can't make yeah. someone something that they're at least not oh my God. inclined to to some degree. I mean, there's the... I spent a good six months of last year trying to turn my gay trainer straight or bi. <laughs> <laughs> and um, let me tell you... Doesn't work. Not easy. Not possible. <laughs> so I, I definitely hear that. Yeah, so I, I've, I've been like, no, 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 no. I, I th- so you think that you inspire, like, the little spark of bisexuality they had in him and, like lured it out of them i think having two penises is that 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 no pun intended the ace in the hole it's the one it's the aspect of a situation that no one really takes into consideration as being even possible they're not expecting Mm -hmm. because i i've said this to other people in conversation that i think every single person on the planet has a potential or degree of of even the Mm -hmm. smallest amount of bisexuality Mm -hmm. it just Mm -hmm. takes uh, the environment, the mood, the individual mm-hmm. that they're with or individuals that they're with, and just the over the way they were raised, all that stuff. You know, the, the, how what they grew up thinking and believing was good or bad, or right or wrong, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. everyone has that potential. It just is whether or not they act on it. And- right. No, I definitely believe in like the Kinsey scale. I mean, I believe that there are people who are perfectly straight. Right. Oh, I do too. But I believe. That most, I would say 99% of people fall somewhere on the scale, even if it just means they're 1%, 1% gay and will never act on it. Right. I still think, I totally agree with you. It's, it's a scale yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And, and I just... Where do you fall on that scale? Like, You know, I think right there in the middle. Because, right there in the middle. Yeah. I th- That's rare too. That's as almost as rare as being perfectly straight, I think. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, it's just like, for me, I look at it from the aspect of, if I'm attracted to the person, um, both physically and uh, personality-wise, if, if their personality mm-hmm. really does it for me, if I really like the way they think, I like the way they communicate, I like the the level of, of empathy and compassion they have, and they're gorgeous at the same time, uh, mm-hmm. physically, well, I mean, honestly, I have known some of the most physically gorgeous people that were the most personality and and mentally ugly people I've ever met in my life. And of course, yeah. And I've also known some of the most physically unattractive people to me that were the most beautiful mm-hmm. in their personality and their mindset and how they communicate. Mm-hmm. And it's when you have that combination of brilliance, compassion, love, artistry, charisma, charisma and then physical attributes of whether it's a fantastic body, whether it's a woman or a man, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'm gay. So for you, so for you, like what, what kind of equipment they're working with is almost like irrelevant. As long as, as long as, as long as the overall physical 
aspect of it is well maintained right. and well kept. I don't right. care if they've got a dick and balls or a vagina. But it's not like you wake up like for me, I consider myself I guess like technically bisexual, but right. like I would say I'm mostly straight. And right. there it's not like you know, like there are definitely days that I'm like, oh, you know what? I really feel like fucking a girl today. Like, <laughs> but it, I, I wouldn't say that like it's not 50-50 at all. And it's not only personality. And like for you, it sounds more like you're like a true like pansexual. I hate when like people make too many labels about things. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like it starts getting a little bit obnoxious. Yeah. Like, We're writing out of letters it, in the alphabet. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it sounds like you're truly, truly a attracted to just like the person yeah it's you know i and what gender they are is secondary exactly here's the thing i i think that as you were explaining that i was thinking in my head of of a way to put it into i guess a way that does justice to me and how i think it would work is i can be attracted to someone's personality and Mm -hmm. their uh charisma and like i said before their compassion empathy and all that stuff that makes them who they are inside their body in their heart and soul Mm -hmm. And if I'm not physically attracted to them, I can be like the best, best, bestest of friends with them. And right. and then if they happen to physically be attractive to me, if I look at them and I'm like, wow, then and, and, and then, of course, I'm not for the men listening. Take it from me, a bi guy or pansexual guy, however you want to put it. Just because you're attracted to someone, man or woman, just because you're attracted to them does not mean they are going to be attracted to you. So that whole aspect of I'd do her, I'd hit that. Yeah, well, you know what? They might hit you back in the face. So stop acting that way. <laughs> Seriously. They might hit it or they might hit you in the face. Exactly. So for me, it's one of those things. If if I'm not physically attracted, but I get along with everything else, I'll – I. I have no problem. That's fine too. Yeah. Right. But if, but if what the... is your favorite thing sexually? Like, is it, I mean, I, okay. Like I'm just, again, I'm just like totally projecting this onto you. But like, <laughs> I would imagine you kill it at threesomes, <laughs> like more so than like the average <clears throat> person. Yeah. Uh, and that's whether it's with a man or a woman or whatever. Or two like, men or I, two women. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's just me, you know, like putting my own fantasies on you. <laughs> that's okay. But, like, hey, I, I, you that, can, what, you can put anything your... you want on me. <laughs> in <laughs> uh, actually yeah 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 i'm very very accepting i've got i'm, I'm, I'm easily uh i can easily accommodate a, a large variety of objects and sizes uh me too ditto <laughs> um what is okay like that's one thing i really wanted to ask you have you ever dp'd someone oh, dp'd yeah. meaning double penetration for anyone that doesn't know and double yeah exactly yes 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 and like, have you put one in someone's vagina, one in someone's asshole, yeah. or is it like two in one hole? All, all of the above. I've done it. I've done it all. I put one in a one in a pussy, one in an ass. I put two in the pussy. I put two in the ass. I've, you know, done the same with guys. I've I've alternated from the left to the right to the left to the right until I could put them both in if they weren't tight, loose enough to take them both the first time. You know. Do you find that side note? Do you find that men tend to be size queens more than women? Absolutely. Yes. I love that. Like, you know that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I, the, at least the ones who know what they want. You know, mm-hmm. when, when, when I trip trip over one of those aforementioned straight guys that I turned gay, supposedly, um, mm-hmm. 
there gen- genuinely are guys out there who don't know what they want and they just have they just they just basically stamped themselves straight because that's the easiest thing to be for them. Right. So um and I've been in situations where uh the guys like I've never done this before and I was sitting there thinking, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> do you like that? I I know that yes. well, you know this is uh I love it. You do like I that. I love that. I love it, that. what what <laughs> I hear this from a lot of my gay friends is that like there's something really gratifying in like conquering the quote unquote straight man. (laughs) Is that a thing? Like what? For me, it's not the conquering of as it's being the one that made them. Shows them. Well, being the one that gave them that moment where they were willing to. Uh, step beyond that zone, comfort zone and go where their dick was leading them. Wow. I just realized that's so cool. Like you can, you're pretty much guaranteed to be anyone you're with's like first something. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's what's their cool. First man or their first, whatever. Like you're definitely going to be their first double dick dude. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, I do love oh, that. I love being people's first anything. Like it's just so I, I think I th- that's why I asked you that is because like I I really get off on like showing someone something for the first time. Same here. Whether it's Same sexually here. or even if it's like a food they've never tried or right. like, a country they've never visited. Like it's something about that is like really special. Like you'll you'll be that person in their life. Forever. Exactly. And, and I, I find that exciting. It's exciting. Cause it you, is. Because, you know, I believe me, I get the whole uh, concept of, you know, taking the. The, the, the straight, the gay flag that has the penis pole and sticking it into a straight guy and saying, I've been here. Because there's a lot of dudes out there. Who, sticking it in his moon. Exactly. Sticking <laughs> sticking the penis pole in his moon and, and the G flag, the rainbow flag flying from it. I get that. Right. But for me, it's more of being the one who was the one that it took to give them that courage to try something that they clearly had thought of before. Or at least thought mm-hmm. of and weren't afraid to try. And you probably like enriched their lives in one way or another. Or two ways. If they were able to have that. Yeah, or two ways with you. <laughs> but like, it, so is that your favorite thing sexually? Like what is? Um, favorite thing sexually? Um, like sexual act or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sexual act. Gosh. I, this, I, I will tell you that this is the first time this has ever been asked. <laughs> oh, man. You know? Uh, like I've been saying for years, like I, I always say this, this is like, I've said this a million times, but my favorite thing in the world is DP. Like, and it, it's just, to me, it's the best sensation in the world. Like when there's one in my pussy and one in my ass, uh, there's just like, there's nothing quite like that. Aside from being in love and right, you know, like right. fucking someone I'm in love with, like purely sexual acts, I would say DP like takes the cake. I do like, like does that I, you know, feel amazing for oh, you? Of course, or? of course. Well, here's the thing. Am I just wishful thinking? No, it does. <laughs> no, it does feel amazing. The, 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 the thing about DP or any kind of penetration for me, um, if I'm the one doing the penetrating, penetrating. now, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing for me is uh, it, 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 it honestly depends on the person. I've had uh, mm-hmm. sex with people where I did things that I have done many times and was meh. You know, it was like, okay, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came. But then there are mm-hmm. people I've done things that I've done with many other times that I was just like, 
you know, eyes rolled into the back of the head and ripped the drapes off the window next to me. And I, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all subjective to the individual that I'm doing it with. Um, I guess that's also another thing that, like, I forget that you're just a normal person. <laughs> Not a superhero, damn it. <laughs> just play one on the internet. <laughs> Um, no, I love DP. Instead of trying not to get too philosophical, because I know there's people listening going, oh, fucking hell, just tell us exactly. Tell Just, just quit trying to sound so fucking smart, dude. Um, no, seriously, I love DP. I love being able to put my, you know, one dick in her ass and one in her pussy. And everyone goes, but is if- that something that gets requested often from you just because you have two? Um, no, available? no, no. Only, you know, I think it's only because it's only from the girls who uh have done done it or at least are willing to do anal a lot of girls aren't willing mm-hmm. to do anal um, right and uh no the the request i get from the girls is to put them at least try to put them both in the pussy and um really yeah yeah that's that's people would rather do double vag than dp yeah yeah that's well girls anyway <laughs> fucking insane Insane. Yeah, and, and I, I've done all of those things, and let me tell you, double vag is something I never want to try again. Like, oh it no, was so painful. Oh wow, like double anal to me is easier than double vag. Well, like, there's yeah, the, the the thing I from my experience is that um, well, to, just like anything, I mean, the human body, even though we all you know are basically built in the same format, mm-hmm. um. I have noticed that uh, unless a girl is really, really deep uh, vaginally, mm-hmm. um, it it is easier for her to take me, uh, even if it's just I'm putting just one in in the ass. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, the ass definitely gets bigger than the pussy. That's like totally for sure a fact. Oh, of course, yeah. Like I don't care what kind of science there is out there. <laughs> From my own scientific research, I can tell you the ass is bigger than the pussy <laughs> for sure. But you know what? Actually, now like on second thought, it makes sense that they would rather try double vag than. Because I, I think you're right. Like, most people are afraid of anal. Well, they're afraid of potential accidents. Right. So taking something huge in the pussy does, I could see how that might seem easier. It's not as frightening because, you know, here's the thing. even, like, a finger in that. Yeah, because I've known girls who mm-hmm. who have actually been like, oh, God, you know, I really, I think, oh, I would love it to try it. But, I, 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 you know, I don't think I, I don't think I can do it right now. And mm-hmm. and see, of course, when I was younger, I was like, "Why?" And then, of course, but now I'm older. I'm like, uh, "Okay, babe, I get it. I'm you might be a cookie in the oven. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna like right. stress you out." So, are you currently in a relationship? No, 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 no. I am. I am flying solo. Are you someone that like? Are Are you like someone that likes to be single or someone that likes to be in a? Re- I like to be in a relationship personally. You know, uh, I was in a, a poly relationship for a while. You are, it's impossible for you to say anything without like it being the most interesting. <laughs> it's like, no, like seriously, like, <laughs> so you're polyamorous. Yeah, I can, I, I'm more than, if as long as I'm attracted to both of them, both physically and uh, so, all that, I can I think, go with two. Yeah. Okay, so we should back up and like talk about 
that a little bit because I don't think people even a lot of people don't know what polyamory is. Thruple. I <laughs> So is polyamory always three? No, I don't think I don't think it is confined to any number above or below you know, I, I don't think it has to be just two. I think it can be two, right. three, four, five, seven, twelve, one hundred and fifty, whatever. I think it, once you start right. getting the more people you get into a polyamorous relationship, the more watered down things can get when it comes to the emotions because you're trying to spread out peanut butter over a football field. But <laughs> when it when it comes to uh, so you think the magic number for a relationship is three? Yeah, because it, personally, personally for me, and, and, and it was one of those situations where. Uh, I met them and they were dating already before mm-hmm. I came into the scenario. And then I came into the scenario and through a number of different little side streets and unexpected paths and turns, we ended up um, connecting in a sexual situation. And um, mm-hmm. he uh, was uh, realized he was bi and mm-hmm. she thought that was hot. And uh, then they could both be with me at the same time. And it worked. So is, like, in your opinion, is the perfect thruple always a boy and a girl? Uh, or I guess it would be two, two boys, boys and a girl. one girl? Um, I'll, I'll say yes. And I'll tell you why. Um, and this is not from personal experience. This is from talking to someone else who was in, who was a guy that was with two girls. Mm-hmm. Um, this And this this could come across as mean but uh women are very possessive and you want two wildcats clawing each other's eyes out because it's their turn it's their night Mm -hmm. it's their time in the bed it's their time to go out no it's i think it's fair to say that women tend to be well first of all we tend to be a little bit more hormonal so like Mm -hmm. we're a little bit moodier like it's such a delicate subject and i know that we have to like dance around it. oh yeah it's like doing a tango but it's true it's it's it it is a fact that you put two women in a room and they're more likely to have fights over one guy over one guy yeah yeah Yeah. then like the op the then the reverse situation like it's just it's just true i've I've had more i've had more guys that are by that are completely chill with the aspect of being with one girl and another guy Mm-hmm. Because there's that the the whole bromance angle. There are so many straight dudes that have bromances that all it would take is just that that right moment, and they'd both be dicking each other. But that doesn't happen, and so they're just two dudes who go everywhere together. They hang out together. They watch TV mm-hmm. together. They eat together. They sometimes they're best friends. I mean, they were they're like the the girl level of best friends, where the girls mm-hmm. you know. They can be naked around each other. One can be taking a dump while the other one's brushing his teeth next to him. You know, mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. can walk in while one's jerking off and that doesn't even, I mean, mm-hmm. their guys are generally are so, seem to be, seem to be so much more compatible when it comes to that communal attitude, that, 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 that duality between two different guys, two guys, then, mm-hmm. and, and you bring a girl in and if she's, if she's hot for both of them. And they know what they, she's hot for them about. The, the only time there's ever any kind of conflict is if one dude feels inferior to the other. And if they've already have a, a bromance before that, the, the potential for that inferiority complex between them is almost next to zilch. It's not there. So I've seen right. lots of dudes who 
would be like fine to have a thruple with a hot chick is you know because you know if she if she's insatiable and needs them both to take care of her and they mm-hmm. get along great with each other they, yeah it's 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 cool it's cool right so actually so this is a perfect segue or a lead in into my next segment which is called let's talk about me and it's part of the podcast where we're going to talk about me for a little bit awesome um but like it's crazy because like I could just sit here and ask you like a hundred fucking questions about you. Like you're so incredibly interesting to me, but I do want to talk about actually polygamy. Okay. So, um, and how it relates to me. Okay. <laughs> but I, I was actually in like, I, I don't consider myself polyamorous. Right. Like I, um, I don't know that I consider myself monogamous, but like definitely I'm not like out there looking for a poly relationship, Right. but there was a year in my life where I actually was in a polyamorous relationship and I lived with a couple in Florida and they were husband and wife. And, um, and so I was, I I think for me, like I, I never even, even now, like I don't know that I look at that as a polyamorous relationship. I feel like I was like the guest of honor for a year (laughs) in this like married couple's life. And, you know, they had a daughter and it was, Honestly, it, it was one of the easiest relationships I've ever been in mm-hmm. um, because we never fought. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I don't know, like, how – I don't know how true of a polyamorous relationship it was because, like, I loved both of them. I fucked both of them. Um, sometimes I would fuck her alone. Sometimes I would fuck him alone. Um, you know, like I lived in their guest house, so like they had their own time as well. And that worked. That you, you didn't have one that of totally you worked. didn't have one of them getting angry that you fucked the other one without them being there. No, never. Awesome. And the thing is though, like it never I don't think any of us ever had the intention of that lasting that long. Right. It it was very like obvious that it was just kind of like a I don't know, like a temporary situation and an exciting thing for them and an exciting thing for me. And it was just, I don't know. It, it was very like, it just is what it is. And right. everyone's cool with don't, it. Don't try to analyze it. Just enjoy it. Right. So is that like what a polyamorous relationship is? Um, it, it, For me, it was a, um, fortunately, the situation I had, and I've only been in one. And that was the one that mm-hmm. I was in when I went public. Um like I, the rest why I asked you did either of them get angry if you mm-hmm. had uh, sex with the other one without them being present because I do know of a couple at least I've been told I don't know them personally but I've been told of a couple mm-hmm. of people who are in poly relationships who they cannot have sex with anyone without in, the other one present exactly they have to all be present when anything happens and I was like wow because that that wasn't how it was with me it, it, it just that sounds like a scheduling nightmare <laughs> I mean, to get three people to even go to dinner at the same time is like not always the easiest I, well, thing. yeah, because you you know just because two of you want to have uh, Italian food and the other one wants to be an ass and wants to have right. seafood. I mean, it's like <laughs> I almost feel like that even in like a two person relationship. Like I find it really weird that there's a few things about relationships I find weird, and one of them is that we all have to eat the same food. <laughs> Right. Like, and I was definitely raised in a family where, like, the whole family eats dinner together, and we do have the same meal. But like, right. I don't understand why we have to. Like, why can't you order pizza and I order, you know, Thai? Right. Like, why is that not a thing? It, also, and like, why do we have to sleep in the same beds? Like, I have a lot of questions. That's a, like yeah, that. get this, get this. That's the thing. We 
we would sometimes uh, order delivery. And mm-hmm. you can have anything in Manhattan. So we mm-hmm. would we would order delivery. And I would get some sort of really awesome Italian thing. She would end up getting, you know, some really awesome, like, Russian dish that she really liked. And then and you're having, like, a Vegas buffet. Yeah. And, 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 we're, and, and, and we're actually <laughs> picking off each other's plates every now and then. And so right. it, it, See, that sounds like the perfect relationship. And, and we had separate rooms, but we also had one bed that we mm-hmm. could all sleep in if we wanted to. Because sometimes right. one of us would get in late or one of us would be more exhausted than the other. Maybe one of us wasn't feeling well. So they would go to their and that's bed. that's just logical. Yeah, like that's going to happen. But like, do you think that after being in that perfect polyamorous relationship, like are you – like you do you identify as a polyamorous person like in general? Um, no, I don't. Independent I, of them? I, I don't. I don't think I do. I don't think I do because I kind of look back at that time period as being one of those, um, I don't want to say fluke, but it mm-hmm. it was, I think. A perfect storm. Well, yeah, I think it was the way you described it, where you didn't go into it in your situation with that in mind or with the concept of it lasting as long as it did. But mm-hmm. it, it, but it did. And you didn't analyze it. You didn't worry about it. You enjoyed it. And then when it came to a conclusion, you moved on. And there was, I mean, yeah, I'm single. There's no hard feelings. They're not, we, we. Could you be in a monogamous relationship now, do you think? Yeah, of course I could. I, I. Or maybe not even monogamous, like just with one other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I, see, that's the thing there. I know, I know people who claim to be bi and they, they have said that they couldn't, uh, rein themselves into just one gender that they would mm-hmm. feel conflicted. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And this person was telling me that, you know, if they got with the opposite sex, they mm-hmm. would feel bad for that person because they would be still attracted to their same, you know, the matching gender. Their, their, mm-hmm. and, and vice versa, that they got with the same. Mm-hmm. And they were like, can you, could you do that? And I'm like, yeah, I could. If, because if, because if I find myself in a situation where that person makes me feel enough of wanting to be only with them, then I'm fine with being only with them. But they have right. to they have to make me feel enough of that feeling of only wanting them. If they don't, then I right. wouldn't go that far with them. I'd be like, listen, if you want to be non-exclusive, if you just want to be, you know, casual fuck buddies Mm -hmm. you know that's cool and if it becomes something Mm -hmm. more than cool but if it doesn't cool too so when you were in your poly thing were you guys all exclusive to yes yes yeah and there was just we did we did not see anyone outside of our of our relationship and we didn't bring anyone into it either Mm -hmm. you know that's something like i struggle with a lot because like i've actually never been in a completely monogamous relationship until now like i'm in my first one now of my entire adult life and like i wonder like my logical brain is like i don't really believe in monogamy being like the only way obviously like i think it's kind of weird that we should like commit ourselves to one person sexually like i don't think that should mean anything Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, like in my heart of hearts, like I believe that, like I think there's something so intensely romantic about like not or about about like being possessive or like like it, like there's something really sexy to me about like a guy that like won't let me fuck anyone. Else. <laughs> I like, get it. I get it. And I think there's definitely like an inner inner conflict like between my brain and my heart on that right. one. Um, 
like what what are your thoughts like do you think monogamy is um like what are your thoughts I, you know i think a lot of um monogamy is uh, hinged upon um ancient religious teachings you know the the mm -hmm. concept of procreation the concept of man and woman and etc cetera, etc cetera, and on and on and i think that it's a application uh of it, it, it i I'm, i might piss some people off with this um i think mm -hmm. that it is it with some people i think it works for some people yes i think there are people out there for who sure, totally yeah. could do it and there are people who have done it i mean there are people i see mm -hmm. elderly folks who've been married it for 60 monogamy. years yes exactly right and they've never been with anyone else they met in high school they got married and they've never been with another person and they're completely fine with it and you know what if it works for them it works for them but i think for some people the concept of monogamy is trying to train a dog to fly it's mm -hmm. trying to train a cat to, you know, swim underwater like a porpoise. Mm -hmm. it, it's one of those things. It's like putting it's putting a concept on an animal. It's like putting a an unrealistic concept on an animal that doesn't understand the concept. Right. Well, there's a book by Chris Ryan called Sex at Dawn, and it like pretty much explores exactly that. And it says, you know, in prehistoric times, like people were not actually monogamous and it wasn't just one man, multiple women. It was like everyone was promiscuous everyone was fucking everyone right. and then once a woman got pregnant like the whole village would raise that baby and the paternity of that baby didn't matter it was the village's baby right um or that you know clan's baby or whatever like that group's yeah, baby yeah. and um and now you know and then like agriculture started coming around and that's when the concept of monogamy was introduced is when like people had personal property all of a sudden and it mattered that you were the paternity of your child and that you were passing down your, you know, like, uh, thing, like money and property down to your own, right. You know, family. Exactly. You're ca carrying on your legacy and the legacy of right. it all. Right. So like, like perhaps we aren't meant to be monogamous, but at the same time, it's like, why is that? Why am I so drawn to that? Like, why do I find that so romantic? I don't know. I, I think, I think, um, I think it's something that, I think human nature is to be um, curious about things that we uh, either can't comprehend because we haven't experienced it or because we don't um, have enough knowledge about the subject. I think the, the curiousness of us is, is always going to be there. And I've always thought if – I mean this applies to so much in my life that where when it comes to people mm -hmm. who don't know why they're drawn to something. I, mm -hmm. I've said, as long as it's not going to hurt you, like, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. going to say, hey, you're obsessed with what it might feel like to, you know, snort cocaine, shoot heroin, smoke meth, whatever. Don't do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. but if you're, if you're, if you find you're thinking about, you know, if you're a dude and you're thinking about, oh, you know, I've been thinking about sucking a dick. I don't know why. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Or I, every time I jerk off, I'm like thinking about these hot, hot chicks, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, there's this big fucking dick coming at my face and I just got to open my mouth and I don't even know why I do that and then I come and then I'm like oh man I don't get it it's like dude if you're thinking about it then that's okay just 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 right. go with it don't sweat it right so if you know that goes to everything we're curious by nature about stuff right so if, if something is on the back of your mind all the time 
read up about it, look into it, try it out. You sound so like sexually enlightened. Oh. Like just like the fact that you can even like be this like you know, a bisexual man in this world where like that's hardly a thing. Oh, it drives me nuts. You know, where you're polyamorous or you've been in a polyamorous relationship when that's not the norm. That's even and, farther. Like, not, you're so yeah. You're so like able to talk about things like DP and anal and like I, it doesn't sound like you're afraid of those things at all. Like what do you think that has to do? Do you think that stems from having two dicks? Like is it because like Yes, yes. Like, I used to say no. Do you, are you almost forced into it? Yeah. I used to say no. I used to say that two dicks had no effect or had was not the cause of I guess the way I think about stuff, but that that was that was an ignorant thing to say because it's it's like saying uh, this brand of car I had no idea was a piece of junk until I drove it for ten years, and then I <laughs> mm -hmm. so for me, yeah, yeah, two dicks. I I don't think the two dicks themselves predisposed me. I think they put me into situations that gave me opportunities to explore and try to understand things that I would never have been exposed to if I only had one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is there? Like, it's, it just doesn't sound to me like there's a downside to having two dicks. Like I, if there is, I haven't like, <sighs> like what, is there a downside? Um, yeah, the, the, well, for me, the downside for me is, is, uh, being open to the extent that I've been open to, but putting mm -hmm. boundaries in place um, puts me in a situation where if uh, I don't provide enough for people who want to know about me, then I must be mm -hmm. not providing enough because I'm either hiding something or I'm a fraud or I'm fake or something like that. And mm -hmm. one of the things... Like you're constantly feeling like you have to prove yourself. Oh, well... I'm constantly reminded that some people expect me to. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, that's, you know, I, I my best friend said to me mm, a year or so back, maybe it was two years ago. It wasn't too long. I think it was when the first book had first come out. So he mm -hmm. had said to me, he goes, what do you, does it piss you off when people on the internet sit there and say, oh, he's fake. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, it doesn't it doesn't piss me off. It really doesn't because um, other people's acceptance of my condition and my body um, have no impact on the existence of my condition and my body. I mean, my body doesn't rely on other people's acceptance of it to exist. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, right. that's like someone saying, hey, Asa, you know what? I don't think you actually have two tits. You know you have two tits, so it doesn't matter if they think it or not. Right. So it's like you know, well, fuck them. I don't care. It's it, 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 it's right. it's not like if suddenly everyone stopped believing that one of my dicks would vanish off of my body. I mean, that would freak me the fuck out, and then I'd be I'd really be nervous about the whole thing. It's like clap if you right. believe in fairies or one dies. Right. Or people are using the secret. On right. You. Right. So so here's the thing. What pisses me off is not when people don't believe it. And I've said that since day one. I don't care if someone believes me or not. Mm -hmm. It's when someone goes out, when someone or someone, generally speaking, when anyone would go out there and claim that I'm fake 
and 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 give explanations that someone who doesn't know, who hasn't read, who hasn't kept up with me, who hasn't followed me on the internet, wouldn't know that was BS. And so when that happens, I get pissed off because it's like, listen, hey, you can think I'm fake all you want. You can you can say whatever you want to say is your reasoning. But don't turn around and tell people that I've been proven a fraud or a fake or whatever because you want to believe that I'm not real. That's when I get pissed off because it, it it's one of those situations where it's minimalizing me. It's like it's 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 devaluing my existence. It's it's taking uh, significance out of your agency away. Yeah, exactly. Well, because you're literally sitting here saying I'm telling the truth, and people who don't want to believe it just don't want to believe oh, it. Oh yeah, I mean, and people people I've noticed this want to believe everything is a liar conspiracy right now. <laughs> I think I might be one of those people. I mean, I, I believe you. But oh, like, no, I know I, what you mean. I definitely, I, I mean, I'm so into like, you know, like documentaries that like expose people or like whatever. I definitely, well, and I think that is a big part of it, right? Is like, there are a lot of documentaries and stuff out there right now. There. Like, no, I get, I get, I get vein. the, I get, no, what I'm saying is I get the, the concept of that, but there are people out there who want to think that everything Everything that seems sensational or crazy must be fake. Mm -hmm. And or that every story has a twist. Yeah. I was like, I'm not M. Night Shalomon over here. Right. You're not a story. You're just <laughs> I'm you. me. You're just you. Yeah. And so <laughs> when, when that's gotten out of hand on Reddit, um, mm -hmm. about some, uh, maybe, maybe a year ago. But I've also found that, like, I guess the only way, I mean, the only true way that anyone could wholeheartedly like be convinced as if they saw you right like with their own yeah, eyes in person exactly and the thing is that's not going to happen because you're a private person you're a normal person that's entitled to their privacy and doesn't want to be the guy in the checkout line with two <laughs> exactly. kids, which is totally understandable which <laughs> but like i think when whenever there's an argument like that on the internet like we tend to just like find the research that backs up what we already thought was the truth, right. you know, or like what we want to be the truth. Right. I, I think there's, there's always, there's always ways to, two ways to argue everything. Of course. Like there's not, well, my, you know what I my mean? My attorney and I were talking about it and she mm -hmm. was just like, don't engage people in it. If someone doesn't believe you, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. She said, it doesn't have any impact on anything. Mm -hmm. And and as you just said, you know, unless they're in person with me and I mm -hmm. take them out of my pants, they're mm -hmm. never going to be satisfied. They're mm -hmm. always going to think no matter what. I mean, they were post video, post gifts, post this, post that. People are. Yeah, I noticed that like and that was like really upsetting to me. Like I noticed that like even on Twitter, like when I talked to that or when I posted that I had spoken to you or like. Um, or like reading through your AMA, right. which I've read through so many times <laughs> actually over the years, but like people are very, they feel very entitled oh, to you. Oh my God. Like the post video. And I don't think those people are even necessarily coming at it from a prove it angle. 
I think they just feel entitled to like, just because you did this AMA and just because you've written books, like they're entitled to knowing everything yeah, about exactly. It. No, there, there's, I, I don't have any choice. I'm supposed to do it. You know, it's, it's the right. concept of celebrities being expected to dress the way everyone thinks they should the mm -hmm. act the way everyone thinks they should drive the kind of car yeah. everyone thinks they should. It's like, they don't exist for your enjoyment outside of whatever it is that they do that you enjoy i think we really forget that like in that way i really feel for like even like the kardashians i mean they have a very lucky life and like I i'm sure they're fine they don't need anyone's pity but like i do feel for them in the sense that like they are really not allowed to do anything in private or we get so mad and it's like yeah, I so I see that. So I up. see that. I I think, I think for me, for example, when I look at situations like this, I look at the Kardashians as everything they do is extremely calculated. They know whatever they're putting out there is going to get some mm -hmm. sort of reaction from someone. I mean, they they're famous for doing nothing really, and so right. and that's fine. But I feel like that that doesn't mean like they're not. Entitled oh no, they're to entitled like to. Having... Oh, of course they're entitled to privacy. But here's the thing: when it comes to a celebrity out there who let's just say like um you you mentioned him earlier um harry styles he can't mm -hmm. go anywhere or do anything without someone mm -hmm. attacking him for the kind of jacket he's wearing for his haircut or if he mm -hmm. is seen walking down the street next to anyone a woman they they start claiming he's his his, his new girl his new girl and it's like and right. I, and i laughed so hard because i was looking at something and it was like Harry Styles is his new girl, and then I scrolled into the comments, and it was like, "That's the wife of his manager. That's not his girlfriend, you <laughs> moron!" <laughs> and right, I started right. laughing because I was just like, "They." And then people getting mad and saying he shouldn't dress this way, he shouldn't dress that way, he shouldn't go here, he shouldn't do that. And it's like, I see them people doing that to. I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Jennifer Lawrence, but that's okay. But I see people attacking her because she decided to wear a dress out of. In a cold weather, they tried to say that it was um, it was it was the studio forcing her to wear you know a, a skimpy dress in ice cold weather, and then she turned around and was like, "Guys, knock it off! I chose to wear the dress. It was my choice. I wanted to wear." It. It's it's the it's the idea that the celebrity on that level must be so hard. Yeah, because you can't. You're damned if you it's, do, and you're damned if you prison. don't. It's a total prison. Yeah. Like I can't imagine. You it. can't. You it's... can't do anything without it being analyzed and then overanalyzed. And um, yeah. And yeah. So it's it's, it's that's crazy. what drives me nuts. I mean, that's why I'm not on Reddit. Any, I mean, I'm phys not physically on Reddit, but I have a presence on Reddit. But I I refuse mm -hmm. to post. Mm -hmm. I, I see all the comments people make. I refuse to post because mm -hmm. I'm not going to put myself back into a position to have a handful of jackasses. And yes, if they ever hear this, you are fucking jackasses. No one has proven anything because if they were going to prove anything, it'd be proof that I am real and I do exist. But just because you claim something was proven this or proven that doesn't mean that what you're saying is true. It just means that you're right. claiming it. So because of you assholes that stalk me and chase me and comment on anything I ever said, even most casual comments to people about nothing to do with my dicks because mm -hmm. of those assholes, I won't post on Reddit. And am I hurt? Am my feelings hurt? No, my feelings aren't hurt. Do I feel like I'm being bullied? No, I don't feel like I'm being bullied. I just think there's a couple of motherfuckers out there who've got nothing better to do than sit there at their damn computer and harass someone. 
Let me tell you something. I hate those people because they ruined it for the rest of us. <laughs> like, we just want to know about your two dicks. <laughs> and now you won't even post because of these fucking assholes. Yeah, so that's why that's why I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and, uh, t- and, t- and Tumblr. And you have your books. Yes, yes. I, 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 so that's that's like a, you know, I've done books too. And I think books are a great medium because it's there's none of that banter. You put oh, out what you want to put no out. And there's no back and forth. There's no back and forth. There's no back and forth. I love it. It's your word is the final word. That's the one that was published. And yeah, you're good to and go. Everyone else can, can we ta- suck actually it. talk about your new book? Sure. Um, yeah. So your new book is like actually an erotica. Yeah, it's, it's actually not so much new anymore. Um, it came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. Well, your newest. The newest, the latest, the mm-hmm. latest book. <laughs> yes, the latest book. Um, yeah, no, it's um, – the reason I wrote a second book is because the first one was more like a pamphlet. It wasn't quite – it was only like 70-some-odd pages, but it – It was like Double Dick 101. <laughs> it was very – yeah, right? yeah. It was the intro to like your – to Die Fallon, Yes, basically. exactly. For, and, and it was for the people who had missed the Reddit AMA, the people who didn't know how to you know follow or where to follow or all that stuff. So I mm-hmm. decided to write a second one because I thought, you know what? The, the first one did well. I mean from what I understand, it was in the top 20 of all books on Amazon. And uh, I mean, literally, I mean, I'm like not surprised at all. <laughs> no, I think I think it sold somewhere in the ballpark of like 15 or 20,000 copies. I'm not sure. I, I would have to contact mm-hmm. the the individual that that set all this stuff stuff up. But um, the reason I wrote a second one, aside from, you know, wanting to have more space to to really express myself was there were so many people who complained that the first one didn't have enough sex in it. And I mm-hmm. thought the first one had too much in it. And I was like, <laughs> shit, really? So when people are like, oh, this is really nice. And this is really cool. And yeah, but where's the fucking? I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I'll tell you right now as an outsider in this, in your situation, like, for sure, like, your sex life is really intriguing. Like, I think the same way people like wonder about my sex life like I totally right. wonder about yours yeah. like what what like for example like is your most common is the most common kind of sex you have just one on one yes that is the most common you know I, the, it would it would be uh a lie to say that I always had group sex it's actually so right. rare so extremely rare what's the biggest group that I've ever had Mm-hmm. Like how? What's the most number of people? Oh gosh, I, I think it was the one I posted on on Reddit, my AMA about the the group where I had um, two guys in my ass. I had a girl in each cock, and then I had uh, a guy and a girl above me. And then I was like, you know, doing the whole face plant up in between them while they were. The, wait, hold on. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people total, including yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Two and that's great. Oh wait, so you've done double AMA? Yes. Yeah. Or I mean, like received. Yes. Double I. Do you love it? I love, I uh, my ass is extremely stretched out. It is massive. I can fit a two liter soda bottle in it. So this is exactly what I mean about men being size. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, it's very rare to hear a woman say, "Oh, 
proudly that she can fit a two liter soda bottle in her ass. But with a man, it's like, okay, I, I totally <laughs> And see, here's the thing. It makes it so easy when you're traveling internationally because you can't travel and pack sex toys without going through security. And then, you know, you, 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 you got... But you can pack shampoo bottles. Yeah, or you can just buy a soda bottle at the uh, at, at the at the store and right. pull a pull a giant condom over or wrap it with cellophane if that's all you got. But no, you go through the airport oh. with like a monster dildo in your luggage, and you you know you, you get you get Miss Anderson with her with her you know finger waved hair looks up and goes okay. Oh. <laughs> I've definitely had that happen to me many many. They look times. up and they go. And I can never tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get flagged at TSA all the time, even though I have TSA pre-check. And I, I do wonder, I'm like, are they fucking with me just because they think it'll be funny and like, it'll be a funny moment in their day to like, take out like, you know, three fleshlights out of my suitcase or do they just like, are they genuinely like, what is this? We need to like look into Yeah, this. I don't know. Yeah. But, but um, um, yeah, that is, there's no moment like when they pull out a dildo out of your suitcase in front of everyone at TSA. That's always mortifying. I don't care who you are. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but it, 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 the mental... <laughs> no, it's funny. If it were happening to you, I'd be laughing too. So <laughs> Good. Good. Because I'd be laughing about it afterwards. Because seriously, as far as I'm concerned, if you cannot laugh, you have to be able to laugh. It's true. It, it makes life tolerable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, so you're a fan of like big, big oh, things in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, love it. Is, is it because do you think because of your prostate? Oh yeah, it's hundred percent. Well, that's what started it all. The doctor when I when I started having problems peeing when I when when my urethra would get pinched shut by my prostate swelling up, the doctor had said, "Well, listen, you can try prostate stimulation." And I was mm-hmm. like, like milking the prostate. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, uh, basically, told me how it was done. And so, when I first mm-hmm. started doing it, it didn't really feel that good because I, I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it as a part of masturbation. Right. And so, I mean, it was a clinical. Yeah. Thing. Well, and I wasn't getting off. It was all it was doing mm-hmm. was was making the fluid release. So it was literally like letting mm-hmm. out, you know, cum without orgasm. Like opening a faucet. Yeah. So um, I realized that it felt better if I did it when I was, you know, masturbating. And so then mm-hmm. and, and one finger f- started feeling good, really good. And then so I thought, well, if one finger feels good, maybe two fingers will feel better. So when that started, like, were you already you were I, I mean, I don't want to say were you already bisexual? Cause that's a <laughs> but like, were you already like, were you already hooking up with men? No, no, no. No, the first guy I hooked up with. So that came after. First guy I hooked up with was my buddy from school, and he uh, was the first person to fist me. Um, Whoa! And it was the uh, it was because of uh, my prostate was was swelled up and I couldn't pee. And it's actually in my book. It's in my second book. It's um, it explains the very first time that someone else actually fisted me because I had been able to fist myself. Like I said, I started off with one finger, thought two would feel better, right. thought three would feel better, said, well, three feels great, four must feel great, four felt great, maybe five. It's a slippery slope. Uh, or or in, my, in, my, in our place, it's a, it's a slippery canyon. You know, it, it, it just yeah. slide right down into there. So, so oh, it yes. started that way. It started that way. And then, and then he was the first person to do it for me. And, whew, wow, it was... And that was the beginning of the yeah, end. Yeah, literally my <laughs> end, my back end. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god, amazing! So actually, I have um, I have a some listener sure, questions. Sure, go ahead. If you want to answer yeah. those with Sounds me. Sounds fun. So this segment's usually called "Ask a Porn Star," but you know, ask um, double dick dude. It's gonna be. It's Ask Double Dick Dude. <laughs> and one of the questions was actually from Harriet Sugar Cookie. And it was basically about, like, how do you feel about the number of people who believe your double dicks to be completely fake? And we already answered Oh, I'll just that. say it again. It, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I mean, if I if, – if, think of it this way. If every man on earth had two penises and then one turned up who had only one – and no one had seen him on the internet. No one, no one on the internet had been able to say that they knew him. And all he had was photographs. It'd be like, did he have one cut off to be different from the rest of us? Right. And is that real? <laughs> no, I get it. I get right. it. It's cool. And, and you know what? I'm fine with it. I just don't. What I don't like is when words are put in my mouth or things that I've said or done have been twisted around to fit a context that isn't true. That's when I get pissed off. Right. Next. So thank you for clearing that up. Uh, The next question comes from at Joseph J. Parisi. What is your go-to dinner party dish? You know, I really like Italian food. Dinner party dishes, though, Mm. but see, some Italian food can take a lot of time to prepare. Um, I think I really like I love cooking with fresh food. Who doesn't? But uh, non-processed. I like avoiding processed. Like if I have to go to the grocery store every single day to buy groceries for dinner, I'm cool with that. Um, I mean, that's how the French do it. You sound so like you're very like European. No, that's how the French do it. Yeah, they they don't buy. <laughs> like not just that, but like even like your mentality about a lot of sexual things. You're uncut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, and it... you're very you're you're like a European soul. Oh. Well, I hey, I like that. And I mean oh, that I like in, it. In a I like way. that. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I. They're definitely like far advanced compared to us in in a lot of. I'll ways. say this. Yeah, I will say this about uh, favorite dish, dinner dishes, or whatever. I, anything that is tasty, fresh, unprocessed, uh, organic, and um, doesn't take you know too long to prepare because I'll end up eating half of it in the process and by the time it's ready to eat yeah. so like an organic pasta salad yeah that's quick and easy or a or throwing chicken throwing chicken into a broiler <laughs> um, with uh, some pesto and some veggies whether it's uh, green beans or asparagus or you know or some cannellini and, and if you've cooked kale the night before you could have cannellini and kale I mean it's yummy stuff mm. okay random guy uh, no actually at Minnesota asks, have you ever fucked a girl with two vaginas? No, but I, I, I've, <sighs> I've, I've seen at least two, I think, on the internet. Once There's a really famous girl with I think it's Hazel vaginas. Jones. I'm not sure what her name is, but there was a girl named right. Hazel Jones that came out within about a month or two that I did. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, you ought to, you ought to, this is it. It's a match made in heaven. You ought to get with her. Mm-hmm. You would get with her and make, make boys and girls with two dicks and two pussies. And I was just like, <laughs> it, that doesn't work that way. But Create the perfect race. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then I actually said to my friend, there's a master race joke in there that I'm not going to touch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, no, I, I, she messaged, at least someone claiming to be her messaged me on, on Reddit and was like. Are you interested in having sex with a woman with two vaginas I'd be, at all no i'd be petrified i'd hurt her because i i you know 
this sounds there's gonna be people who are gonna do the whole like yeah 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 whatever i think i know where you're i don't going, want yeah. to, if i'm having when i'm having sex with anyone but i don't want them to feel the least bit of um like i don't care if they're physically in pain or not and mm-hmm. from the pictures i've seen of the few the few pictures i've seen their 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 channels their vaginal channels are so tiny Right. That's what I was going to ask. I don't want to like, rip them is, apart. That would be, be awful. From my very, like, limited, limited understanding of people with two vaginas. Which is uterus didelphus. It's almost like... <laughs> I didn't even know that much. But, like, <laughs> basically, they have two, but they're not two normal-sized vaginas. No, they're, they're two extremely small They're channels. Vaginas. They're two channels, usually inside one... Basically, you spread their lips open and there's two holes. And those right. lead to sometimes... Sometimes it's just a septum in the center. That that's like you know, like in the center of your nose, it divides your nostrils. Sometimes there's just a small fleshy septum that divides them both. Sometimes they have two cervixes and two uteruses. Sometimes they have one uterus and two cervixes. It just depends. You never know. I mean, there's. Mm-hmm. I think one of them actually is able to have two periods. I mean, what a nightmare that's got to mm-hmm. be. But um. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Just kill me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Your your aunt Flo visits twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One is too much already. <laughs> Exactly. So no, I wouldn't. I'd be. So I'd be if, afraid. I mean, if, I'd be afraid. I'd hurt her. Right. Well, that's a. You're very kind. I don't want anyone. I want people um, to enjoy what's happening. I don't want people to like be in pain. I mean, a little bit of pain's okay if they like enjoy that. But I don't want anyone afterwards. You want it to hurt so good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's I cool. Understand that. This is actually kind of a sort of related question. Okay. It comes from at Geralty Z. Since since your surgery, has have you found more women tend to be okay to sleep with you because your dicks look better and are big? Or do a higher ratio refuse to have sex because you're too big now? Um, I've actually not had – I've not been turned down because of size. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been more of a quantity problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It's it's not that it's not that there's too big. It's that there's too many of them. It's that there's two of them. Yes, exactly. And I get it. And I I don't get I don't get upset. I really don't get upset. I mean, is it is it disappointing? Sure, sure. There's moments where I'm like, son of a bitch, and then they're night jerking right. off. Damn it. <laughs> but but you know, especially if you're like, fuck, they're hot. Oh God, they're hot. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hmm. do you do you find that there are more men or women who are like turned on by the fact that there's more two? men? Really? Men, men hands down or up, depending. <laughs> I'm, do you think why? Why do you think that is? I, I, I can't I can't. I don't I don't know. I don't know why that is. Um, I mean, I've said this from the very beginning, ever since I did my AMA, that out of everyone that I have been in a sexual situation with, that's not saying that I had sex mm-hmm. with them, but that I got into mm-hmm. a sexual situation with, um, the guys have never, never backed away from some sort of physical contact. The girls, more times than not, have been like, <laughs> you know <laughs> whatever i wonder what it is like i wonder if and, and it's just so weird because it's like women have more holes to accommodate i know 
I know. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't know. But I think, uh, I, I really wonder, I mean, I wonder if it is just the pure fact that the man who is fucking men is already a more sexually open person. Right. Like, just by the pure fact that he's going against, quote unquote, the grain. Oh, yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, he's already a more sexually adventurous person than your average, just like straight cis woman. Yeah, yeah. No, that it really, really is. I, you know, it's, I don't know, I really don't know what the, um, what the driving force behind yeah i I can't quite figure it out but i and and that's i think that's why there are people out there who said oh he turned straight men gay i was like i didn't turn anyone anything they (laughs) They were yeah they wanted to fuck a dude already (laughs) yeah or at least they realized they did in that moment Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah for sure okay so we're actually coming up on two hours, which is like the longest I've ever talked to anyone on this podcast. And I end every episode the same way. Um, do you know a show called Inside Actors Studio? Of course I do. So he, you might know this then, but he asks the same 10 questions at the end. I love of that. Every I love that. I've never been asked these questions before. And I've ah, always thought so awesome. I would love to get James Lipton <laughs> to ask me these questions. So I'm getting the next oh best God. thing. I'm having uh, Asa Akira asking me these questions. It's not quite the same. You're much more attractive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Although I don't um, think right, I don't so... think you'd wear a beard quite as well as he does. <laughs> no, probably <laughs> not. Thank God. Probably not. <laughs> so I'll just go ahead. You know the rules sure. then and I'll ask you the questions. Okay. And we don't have to explain them That's or anything fine. like that. <clears throat> what is your favorite word? Cunt. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Hate. What turns you on? Joy. What turns you off? Sadness. Mm. What is your favorite curse word? Motherfucking son of a bitch. (laughs) What sound or noise do you love? Oh, let's see here. The sound of wind blowing through spring trees and the leaves. How poetic. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? The sound of a fork scraping a dish that... Eek! Mm. Uh, that's enough to make me throw the dish through the nearest window. And maybe even the person who is doing it with it. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um... I think it would probably be something in the aspect of um, psychology. Mm. I like knowing how people like a therapist. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like knowing why people think the way they think. Why they what what inspires them feeling things. I'm. So, I love that you just said that. Like, I'm so interested in that too. Like, to me, that's always like what drives my curiosity in any situation what profession would you not like to do politician Mm. and finally if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates (laughs) uh let me think here 
You may have to edit some some silence out. <laughs> no. Um, if you're going to do that, make sure you do it over there. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? Or, you know what? Don't tell us. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just want to project whatever I want it to be onto there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you. And I want to is... make sure that we um, promo your book. Right. It's... Right. Well, there's the the best one to go for right now, which is in the final stages of being put into paperback. It's currently available in Kindle format. Is um, double header. Uh, my uh, was it Steamy Tales of My Love Life with Two Penises? It used to be Tales Steamy Tales for My Sex Life. I the the title got shifted slightly when Amazon was like, "Oh, this might be adult." So, um, but it's the second one. It's it's the book cover of me with my um, shirt open and a big blast of steam hiding my junk. So, um, oh, that's actually you on the cover. Yeah, that's me. That's me after oh, cool. after working out for over a year and really getting into shape. And then what is your Twitter? Uh, what is it? At, at Diphalic Dude, D-I-P-H-A-L-L-I-C-D-U-D-E um, is at Diphalic. Just, or you just look up Double Dick Dude on on uh, Twitter, and it's my book cover is my, my Twitter image. I think that's how I found you, actually. I think I just, like, searched Double Dick Dude. Everyone's searching Double Dick Dude. But who is who is Double Dick Dude <laughs> did you Did you come up with that name, Double Dick Dude? Well, my... <laughs> my buddy back in school had nicknamed me uh, Double D. And uh-huh. uh, it was always the whole aspect of uh, they want the Ds. And it was like Double D. Right. And I was like, and then, and so I was seeing Double D. Double D. It sounds like boobs, you know, Double Ds. And then I was like, well, Double Dick, dude. Well, I got Double Dick, dude, getting on the internet. That's, I mean, that's where it came from when I got on um, on Reddit was Double Dick, dude. It's the best name ever <laughs> thank you well and i'll tell you if this if if you ever want to do follow-up search or you know have me chat with you a little do it like a 15 minute segment every now and then every other month or something feel f- yeah yeah i'd be happy to oh my god i i find you so fascinating and like a, even like aside from your two dicks right. like i just find you a really fascinating person. thank you so much if this was if if, just... if sexuality and nudity was allowed in, in in public broadcast television well not public not like pbs or anything good grief but like <laughs> on standard broadcast it sounds like the title of a tv show my two dicks <laughs> yeah like an nbc yeah, like, like my two dads <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like Ashton Kutcher would be playing you. Oh man, I I, I, I would not <laughs> mind playing him. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Clark, for joining thank me. Thank you so much, I Asa. Really appreciate I, I really, it. I've had so much fun. This has been a blast. This has been me the too. fastest hour and fifty nine minutes. Yeah, can we can we just be friends after? Yeah, this? sounds like... cool to me. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Um, all right, we'll see you guys right. later. Bye-bye. Bye.